Welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Pop Culture on the Rocks. My name's Anna, and I'm here with Callan, as always, and we're here to talk about some fun stuff over a beverage, so... Callan, what are you having? Well, I actually am having something I haven't had on here before. Nice. So everyone get excited. <laughs> yes. I've been on a little bit of a kick lately that you will like, but I have been on a kick with some bubbly. Nice. <laughs> you know, I like my Prosecco. I like, you know, a good champagne. But yeah, I've been in the mood just for bubbles recently. Usually I'm a regular old wine gal. I have a co-worker, Lily, who is like the champagne queen. <laughs> and she has given me recommendations for some that are a little bit more affordable. Like it's still really good, but it's not like I'm buying a $60 bottle. Yeah. <laughs> the one that I'm having, I have had a few times before. Um, and it's from the brand Moet. And it's the Moet Chandon, so it's like a rosé kind of champagne, mm-hmm. nice. even though I'm drinking it out of a rocks glass, <laughs> because we can't do it all. Um, this one is about $25 up for a bottle, which is a lot more reasonable than yeah. your others, but still really good. And I recently was sent this trick on Instagram. Some other people might have seen this, you know, to preserve the bubbles in your bottle. Because obviously I, I can't drink a whole bottle in one <laughs> night. <laughs> that would not be good anyway. Um, so I'm drinking it over the course of a few days. You can, instead of putting a wine stopper in it, you can put a spoon in it. I don't know scientifically <laughs> how that works, but something about the spoon and like it's totally open. Otherwise, you just stick like a spoon down in it. It works like this is the third day of the champagne and it's still yeah. bubbling. Wow. So <laughs> I don't know. Don't ask me how it works, but it does. <laughs> I won't ask questions. This is not a science podcast, so... No, as long as share the facts. Yeah, (laughs) as long as you can attest that it works, then yeah, that sounds yes a lot easier than trying. I think I have tried putting like a wine stopper, and then you know, like it would like slowly start raising up again because of the pressure and everything. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. And I have a few of those um, stoppers that I think are the best stoppers that you pump the air out of it. Mm. And that really does help with just a regular bottle of wine, keeping it tasting good for more than just a couple days. Yeah. Um, So I've used that and that kind of works, but this really does a trick. So I don't Hmm. know. I don't know what it is, but yeah, there's your... (laughs) tip of the day. Yeah, that's helpful. Well, what are you having? I'm, you know, kind of getting back into the alcohol world. So Mm -hmm. um, I still had some vodka sitting in my, I don't really know what you call it. Some people have, you know, like an actual bar. Some people have like a bar cart or whatever. I have like a bar corner cabinet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so I have some vodka in there that I've been meaning to use. So I made a vodka cranberry and put a little pineapple in there to make it a little more 
okay. tropical. <laughs> yeah. feel like you're on an island. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lost on an island far from home. <laughs> the deep breath. I won't. <laughs> yeah, for real. For all the Lost fans out there, I won't sing it because my voice is not great and I don't know how copyright works. So we'll just leave that there. <laughs> Anywho. Well, as far as what you've been consuming recently, what have you? <laughs> that question was kind of uh, jumbled, but whatever. Very Yoda phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> Not intentional, but uh, you know. We're here for an unintentional Yoda reference. <laughs> um, yeah, I have kind of, not kind of, a very random uh, thing to mention. Because I was, you know, sifting through my mind, what have I watched recently and a lot of it has been the same or like just because there's so much of it you know things that I have already said on here Mm -hmm. um but recently I did watch a movie that I'd never seen before it is not new it actually came out in like 2011 but um I watched friends with benefits (laughs) with (laughs) which one is that (laughs) <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is the one with Mila Kunis and Justin Timberlake. Okay. Um, if other people don't remember, the same year, also, um, No Strings Attached came out. And that one has Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman. So, pick your half of the <laughs> Mila Ashton couple <laughs> that you want to watch. Friends with Benefits is on HBO Max. And I was looking for just one night, you know, on the weekend. HBO Max has a pretty good collection of movies. And I don't know. I was like, yeah, okay, I'll watch it. I never ha- I never did. Uh, I feel like that was such a joke back then when those two movies came out. <laughs> it's like yeah. literally the same plot. Um, but I will say that I actually liked it a lot. I don't know if that is bad or a hot <laughs> take. I don't know. I mean, obviously, the plot is a little silly. Like, they meet and, like, she's a headhunter and she recruits him to this job in New York. And so they meet that way. And so they're friends for, like, a year or two. Um, and then they decide to be friends with benefits. I don't know. Like, I think, number one, because it's the two of them, I liked it already. I like seeing Justin Timberlake act. I think it's fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it was surprisingly funny. Like, I just thought there was a lot of clever writing that I wasn't expecting. There were a lot of, like, random people in it that I also wasn't expecting to be in it. Um, like at the beginning, it opens up and you see him, his girlfriend is Emma Stone. So oh. she's in it. <laughs> yeah. Also, her boyfriend was Andy Samberg. So oh, wow. we're already opening. Yeah, we're opening with like a funny, you know, cast mm-hmm. there. And they're literally just there at the beginning. And then like Sean White is randomly in it multiple times. Hmm. Um, Jason Siegel and Rashida Jones both make a little cameo. So I don't know. It was just like randomly star studded. Yeah. But they were in very small parts that were just funny. So take it for what you will. This is a rom-com that has a predictable plot and is definitely not suitable for children based on the title.
title. But it's uh, very entertaining. And yeah. like I said, if you have HBO Max, I would, you know, if it sounds up your alley, I would actually recommend it. Yeah, that does sound good. Always, I agree. I like seeing Justin Timberlake in things. I feel mm-hmm. like I haven't seen Mila Kunis in a lot other than... I really haven't either. Yeah. yeah. Other than like, you know, that 70s show. But I can't yeah. really think of other things I've seen her in. But I like her, like... As a person, she seems really cool. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I guess I'll watch No Strings Attached next and yeah. see which one is better. <laughs> I kind of wish that it would have... I mean, I love Natalie Portman, but it would be funny if it was Jessica Biel that was his love oh, interest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would have been perfect. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to let me know. Are you watching or planning to watch That's that 90s show? I think so. I watched the trailer for it. I'm unsure how it's going to be. There's definitely a lot that I'm nervous about as far as like, it seemed a little bit we're trying too hard to be funny mm. at the beginning with like the new kids. Mm-hmm. But the fact that so many people are making cameos from the original series is going to make me watch it. Yeah. Because I really enjoyed watching it on... ABC Family back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch it on there. So uh, that would be a great show for me me to rewatch too, especially being a little older. Yeah. And I'm sure ABC Family was cutting stuff out. So True. <laughs> yeah. I, I watched that show occasionally when it was on, like seldom probably. And then mm-hmm. I, it was on Netflix at one point, like while I was in college or something. So I watched all of the show and just binged it. So I'm curious, but mm-hmm. I mean, it is like two of our favorite decades. So that's promising. Exactly. <laughs> two of the best. Right. Yes. Well, as far as for me, I did want to mention that I am watching the challenge, Rider Dies. So far, it's been. A very good season. The cast has been really good. The only thing that I was a little bummed about, which has nothing to do with the show, I guess, more so the marketing, <laughs> wink, wink, Callan. Because <laughs> um, like when they were, you know, advertising for the show and things like that, they would talk about some iconic people who were coming back to play. And like the theme is ride or dies. So they're in, they start off in pairs. And, like, you know, some of them are iconic, like, challenge pairs. And others, they're it's a a vet paired with a rookie or two rookie teams. But, yeah, I was a little... That's the only thing I'm not... I didn't like at the beginning was all of the surprise teams that were added were all part of the marketing. (laughs) Uh. So, nobody really... I I usually don't look at the cast beforehand just because I... I'm curious, you know, it's uh, to me, it's more fun just to watch the premiere. So I was already surprised by a few. And then, yeah, I had just happened to see like a couple, I guess it was on Instagram or something, you know, the algorithm knows me at this point. So it was kind of <laughs> pushing it. And then I saw mm-hmm. like several couple or duos and I was like, oh, well, because like the show, you know, is yeah. like, surprise look at this who this is and it's like i already knew so that's the only bummer but it's been a good season so far you know lots of drama as usual and strategy and physicalness and all that jazz (laughs) (laughs) well i'm glad it's been a good one are there any um people that i would know 
Definitely. <laughs> oh, good. I don't know Some if you OGs. want me to say. See, I'm going back and forth with watching, like, with if I want to dive in <laughs> like you did. Yeah. Because it, for people that may not have been listening to us um, close to when we started this podcast in 2020, Big Brother was my COVID binge watch and the challenge was Anna's COVID <laughs> binge watch. <Yep. laughs> and both of those shows, I feel like, are perfect for that. That's true. Because they're so much like (laughs) so much and it's just so overwhelming to me because I you know we're similar in that we like to watch things like from the beginning or chronologically I love to see how things like you know evolve right I like to see when people came in for the first time etc I've said on here I have watched random seasons of the challenge like in middle and high school but I haven't watched consistently, especially since people from, you know, Big Brother and Survivor have been mm-hmm. on there, which I would yeah. be so curious to see. So I'm like, do I jump to that? But then there's going to be people I don't know that maybe have a history. So I really do want to start from the beginning, but I'm just overwhelmed. <laughs> it is a daunting <laughs> task. So uh, I understand. Yeah. But I, I do think that the show does a good job of explaining like why this person is you know well known or yeah if like a conflict comes up it's like this is why in the past these people haven't gotten along so I feel like the show's pretty good about not leaving somebody in the dark yeah that does make it better I feel like I still will want to watch it like in order just because yeah I like that, but we'll see. Maybe it'll be something that I watch over the course of like five years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I'll catch up eventually. It'll still be running. That's true. Yeah, (laughs) most definitely. All those people will still be on it. Exactly. (laughs) Well, Callan and I love another reality show, (laughs) The Amazing Race. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, do you have a reason of why they need to fall in love with us? Mm, <laughs> so many. Yes. I uh, I don't know how you couldn't, but we will keep giving reasons just to keep convincing people. Yes. My reason today of why we should be cast on The Amazing Race is because Anna and I are both hardworking. Hmm. And that sounds, you know, basic, I guess, but... I do feel like that is something valuable in our own lives and would be very valuable on the race as well. Yeah. We both have been at our jobs for a solid length of time. I feel like we have both given a lot professionally and personally to our jobs Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, seen success there. So I think that's something that we share. We care about doing our jobs well, you know, to the best of our abilities. And I think that would be translated on the race. We are going to go hard at every challenge, whether or not it's in our wheelhouse. And we are going to, you know, put our best foot forward and we have a lot of drive and determination to come out on top. So that's, right. uh, that's my reason for today is that we are hardworking individuals. So that's an go. excellent reason. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a good compliment, too. Yeah. Even with this podcast, of course, we took a little bit of a hiatus, which I think is totally fine. But, you know, we have over 70 episodes at this point. Yeah. And we've worked hard to make it something that we feel like people will actually want to listen to. So, yeah. There you go. Cast us. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Don't really know how to connect those two things (laughs) Uh, that I wanted to talk about today. But recently, I've been, uh, I guess, kind of into horror movies again. (laughs) It's it's been a minute since that's been a part of my life. When I was in like a junior in high school, I was really, really into it. Me and my friend would watch like several horror movies over the weekends. And I just kind of, I guess, burn out maybe, probably. (laughs) Yeah, just really random. But (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that you were so into it in high school. Yeah, it was a very niche time. (laughs) (laughs) We all have those. Yes. (laughs) so Steven and I my husband Steven we were you know trying to find a movie to watch and he's always been wanting to watch Hereditary which he said like people have said is like one of the scariest movies they've ever seen I'm like oh that okay that's that's how I jump back into scary movies I guess (laughs) hey go big or go home right So we decided to watch that one day and it granted it was probably like afternoon, maybe like four or five o'clock. So, you know, it's not like midnight (laughs) or something. Mm -hmm. So maybe that made it a little less scary. But (laughs) (laughs) Um, basically, Hereditary is about this family that has a dark secret about, Mm. I mean, hence the title about its family origins and specifically the maternal grandmother and how she mm, views the world, (laughs) maybe. Okay. So she has died. So you don't actually meet her, uh, I should say, alive. But um, (laughs) so (laughs) if you get catch my drift. (laughs) Um, So her daughter has been through a lot and she is married with two kids. I will say the movie was, I thought, very well done. And it was creepy for sure. But two factors. Well, I'll say two things. The first thing scared me more than the movie itself. Okay. Oh. So the husband's name is Steve. Mm. The wife's name is Annie. Oh my gosh. And they have a son named Peter. (gasps) Oh my gosh. So that was the creepiest part. Uh, like I said, my name is Anna. I have a son named Peter and my husband's name is Steven. So uh-uh. that scared That's me creepy. the most, even more than yeah. the itself. <laughs> I'm like, oh gosh, am I going to go insane? Who knows? That is so creepy. And when yeah. did this movie come out? 2018. Oh, I was thinking we were getting old. Okay. Yeah. Oof. That's creepy. Yeah, so the movie is good. I haven't really watched any, like, I feel like there's probably a lot of symbolism or something, you know, like hidden clues and stuff like that, that I probably have looked over. Like, I guess that would kind of deepen some of the story. So I'm curious to watch, 
I know like people do like YouTube like deep dives on really diving deep into these kinds of movies. So I'm curious to watch one of those because I'm I, I have a feeling like this movie would have a lot of that. But on the flip side of, you know, that was the scariest thing to me about the story. <laughs> and then the least scariest thing that I was like, okay, I can handle this movie. So one of the main characters is the son, Peter. And he is played by Alex Wolf, who is one of the Naked Brothers band members. <laughs> okay. I was like, wait, why do I know that name? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Nat has done more in recent years. Mm-hmm. So I haven't heard Alex <laughs> That would help a lot. Yeah. Yes. So I saw his face because, like, I think maybe we watched the trailer and I was like, why does he look so familiar? And that's whenever I realized that. And I was like, okay, I can handle this movie. This will be fine. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so I did. It went pretty well. Like I said, the storyline is dark for sure. So be aware of that. If you are not into scary movies, then this is not for you. Not really sure what other criteria I should give. But there is gore and there is, you know, jump scares and all that stuff. So be aware of that. Other things that can be triggering that I won't mention, but just take care of yourself, I would warn. But it was really good. Like I said, I don't really want to give anything away because that would be giving away the story. So I won't give anything away in that way. But I do want to mention that the director is, I hope I'm saying it right, Ari Aster, maybe? Maybe not Mm -hmm. saying it right. But he's the director and the writer of Hereditary. And then he also did, he also directed and wrote Midsommar, which I'd been wanting to, like Stephen and I had both been wanting to watch Midsommar. Me, mainly because I've seen the photo of Florence Pugh in like the giant like flower costume. And I was like, what is that about? (laughs) Yes. And I feel like that, that was being really talked about when all the Don't Worry Darling stuff was going on right? Yeah. And I feel like that movie, at least for me, put a spotlight on Florence Pugh for me Mm -hmm. because I didn't know who that was. And even though I hadn't seen the movie, I know people have like talked about how great her performance is. So like I said, this, the director, he's the same director and he wrote both Hereditary and Midsommar. Midsommar was 2019, the following year. Midsommar is still creep like I don't know I mean it has some horror elements but I feel like it's more creepy than like horror if that makes sense yeah more like a thriller yeah yeah so uh Florence Pugh's character is going through a really difficult death in her life and so she and her boyfriend And some of their college friends, or they sound like they're getting their master's or something, whatever. They end up going to Sweden to learn more about midsummer festivals and things like that. One of the guys in the friend group is from Sweden, so he's taking them to his hometown. And it's basically like a commune, so like they kind of get integrated into all of it and learn about some of the, um, what's it called? What are, like, the drugs called? Hallucinogenics? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) hallucinogenics. (laughs) 
So, like, they kind of do that at the beginning. I couldn't think of the word. I knew it started with an H, and I'm like, why can't I think of that? But, yeah, they kind of get to know some of the people within the commune, and just things get weirder as the days go on. They Um. learn more about their kind of, like, system of beliefs and how they view the world, how they view each other, those kinds of things. So... I won't say any more, <laughs> but it is creepy. And again, it does have some triggering elements. So take care of yourself with that. And it does have some shocking moments for sure. Like grotesque, I would say. Mm. There is also a lot of nudity. So be aware of that if that is something that you're not a fan of. <laughs> I mean, I guess nobody really is. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Um, be aware of that, like, as in, like, you'll see every body part. So if you watch Game of Thrones, I'm sure you'll be fine. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, I can't really say anything after that. (laughs) Yes, so that is a really, really basic version. But, um, yeah, mainly the story is about Florence Pugh's character and how she kind of, like, comes to realize who she is and also going through, like, her whole grieving process is really showcased with, like, how she relates to the people in the commune. But as far as, like, from a storytelling standpoint, super interesting. Like, all the characters are either, like, super hated (laughs) (laughs) or you know you have like some questions about things like that there's just a lot lingering in the air but also one of the things that I really thought was so intriguing was the time period that this is happening is during like the midnight sun that you know like northern way northern countries will go through where they have very small amount of nighttime as far as like this the sun completely going down so a lot of the movie is like just in sunlight like rather than using darkness as a tool for like jump scares or like just a sense of like foreboding or something like that the director uses the sun instead so like you still have those feelings of like something's gonna happen, something's creepy's going on, but it's completely bright outside and like there's flowers everywhere and things like that. So I thought that was a really cool, a cool take on it, just completely opposite of what we're used to in a horror movie. I mean, even Hereditary, you know, is very much a, a darker movie. <laughs> so anyway, he has done those two movies, which I highly recommend both just for different reasons. But he is apparently coming out with a new movie this year called Bo is Afraid with Joaquin Phoenix. So I'm definitely excited about that. I love Joaquin. So I guess third time's the charm. So maybe it could be bad, like since his first two were so good, but I'm excited to check it out and see how it is that's cool that he used something that is you know a reoccurring thing for that setting and used that in a cool cinematography way that sounds very interesting I truthfully did not know anything about Midsommar except people were talking about how good of a job she did in it but 
I don't know if it's just the title or what, but the title, I guess, made me think it was going to be kind of like a indie kind of like artsy movie. I did not know it was kind of disturbing. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good <laughs> word for it. Yeah, I did not know anything really going into it. Like, like you said, I really only heard about how good Florence had done and I knew it was a scary movie, but I thought it was more of like a cult. I think if you're getting technical, it's not a cult because I think a cult has like one leader. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know technically what you'd call these people, but they're crazy is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> That's all you need to know. You don't want to be there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't go. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Um, kind of a different one, just, you know, it's been a minute since I've talked about scary movies in a yeah. while, but, and it's not really Halloween season, but it's never too early to start, so. That's right. Who is the director that did these two? Ari Aster. That's right. You said that. Okay. I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. Sorry yeah. if I'm not. I'm not no. a filmography person. <laughs> How dare but you? <laughs> I know. I can't know everything. <laughs> but, Unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You can watch Hereditary on HBO Max. That's where I watched it. Midsommar looks like you can watch it a few different places. I actually rented it from our friend's <laughs> movie library. So I watched it on DVD. So I do not know where would be the best place. But it looked like you could watch it on like... If you have like Hulu Live or, I mean, you can always rent it probably on Amazon. So good to know. Let me know if you end up watching it and if you end up having nightmares about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll blame you. Yeah, I, I'll take the credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't usually watch horror movies too much. It's just, I'm just not usually into it. Yeah. I'm intrigued by Midsommar. I don't know. <sighs> <laughs> it's like I don't know if I'll be in the mood for that at any point <laughs> I don't know what yeah. it is but maybe eventually I will be yeah. because I like seeing performances that people are talking about you know even if yeah. I'm not necessarily 100% dying to see the movie I right. like seeing really good performances are you going to see, speaking of horror movies, it's the the M. Night Shyamalan one, like the knock at the cabin or whatever? Yes, of course. I support M in all of his, <laughs> in all of his adventures, which is a very hot take, I know. If you've seen Avatar movie, and which I have not seen, and whatever the bad one that he did. The elevator one, I guess. I feel like is people say the bad one. I don't know. Yeah. I have not seen all of his movies, but I really like him. I think he does a good job. And, you know, everything can't be a win. And that's okay. That's right. That's Like, right. people talk about, you know, Quentin Tarantino can't make a bad movie. It's like, but he's not a great person. So, <laughs> I don't know how M. Night Shyamalan is as a person, but... I feel like he has a better reputation working with him. Maybe that's wrong. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, if Bruce Willis wants to work with him, I feel like that says something. We trust Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Unbreakable, that whole series is excellent. 
and The Sixth Sense is excellent. Signs is excellent. So, I mean, I've seen Lady in the Water. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> I mean, he's he's a household name, you know. Yeah, with a like name it like him, it, it's got to be good. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Yeah, I I don't really have a desire to see that movie, but please let me know your thoughts. <laughs> I think it's funny that it has um, Jonathan Groff from Glee. <laughs> oh, wow. He's done a, a lot of other stuff as well, but he's known for his Broadway stuff, as well as the guy who plays Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy. That's right. Yes. So, which, speaking of him, David Batista, have you yeah. seen The Glass Onion? No, not yet. I know I you love to. Knives Out. I do. Yeah. I have not watched it yet. Thankfully, I haven't gotten a spoiler or anything. But good. yeah, I need I need to watch. I've heard it's very good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Steven hates Ryan Johnson, so mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I could not watch it with him. Because he hates what he did to Star Wars. I'm, I won't go into it. I'm not I'm not passionate about that. So I... <laughs> That's a whole other battle. <laughs> it's true. I really loved Knives Out. You were the one that recommended it to me. And I really enjoyed that. Thought that was very well done and like had me on the edge of my seat. Plus I loved Chris Evans' sweater. So it was like a whole thing. <laughs> the but... best part of that movie arguably. absolutely i will say i thought the glass onion was really good i felt like i didn't like it as much as knives out yeah i feel like fair. that might be a hot take i feel like a lot of people are like it's just as good as the first one but i don't know well, there's just like a couple of parts where i was just kind of like meh that's kind of hokey okay i don't know my expectations were a little lower just because it's a Netflix mine were thing, too as opposed to theatrical but that's true yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was still really good. And, like, all the characters were very interesting. I guess they're almost more... They felt more of, like, an extreme characterization, if that makes sense. Like, these are not real people. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. it was still really good. So I still recommend it. So you'll have to let us know when you watch it. Yes, that is on the list. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. <laughs> It's all right. I'm making my way, making my way. Downtown. Walking <laughs> fast. Face is fast. And I'm homebound. <laughs> Beautiful. Lovely. Started the episode with kind of singing, ended the episode with kind of singing. So it comes full circle. You never know what you're going to get here. That's true. <laughs> it is really funny. This is super random. It makes me laugh because, so in Hereditary, there is this thing with a noise. So it's like, every time you hear, you know, like something is happening. Mm. And then in Midsommar, there is an element of like breathing, like breath. And it's like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that like stuck with me. I was like, so is his new movie going to have something else that's like, (gasps) (laughs) so stupid. But so, you know, if I need to end that. um, That's a great way to end it. Creeps me out a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I feel like the 
is creepier than the but that's okay yeah that's that could sound like we just had a mistake <laughs> that's, that true. that's true <laughs> very true <laughs> Yeah, no, I like that. You know, um, in case anyone here doesn't always listen to the end, as you should, um, we always like to have a fun little outro tying in, usually to something that we watched. Um, We stole this idea from an episode of How I Met Your Mother, where Barney recited like 20 different reality show (laughs) slogans, like when you get kicked off. We like to leave you with a little bit of something something a little something yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay well thank you for listening to this fun episode let us know if you end up watching any of the stuff that we've talked about today if you're into scary movies welcome (laughs) (laughs) um definitely let me know if that's something you're into if you have some that you recommend i would definitely be down to hear it I'm probably more of, I lean more in like the thriller realm more so than like slashers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, not so much my jam. But if there's one that you really recommend, I will definitely watch. I'm I'm not opposed. Um, I've actually been, I meant to do it this past Halloween and I didn't do it. But I've never seen the original Halloween and the original Nightmare on Before Elm Street. So... I've been wanting to watch those just because I feel like those are like cultural things. (laughs) I've seen the first Friday the 13th and I've seen the first Scream, which I'm absolutely obsessed with the first Scream movie for some reason, which I know I've talked about on this (laughs) podcast before, but like, I don't know why that movie just like really surprised me. (laughs) And after being like, I don't know how old that movie is, but like I was never spoiled on the twist. So I'm just Mm -hmm. like really impressed by that. Anyway, um, I don't know where I was going with that. But if you're into scary movies or if you're just really into Florence Pugh or if you have a hot take on (laughs) Don't Worry Darling, you know, all that (laughs) stuff, let us know. We are on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We have a Discord. We have an email. So reach out in whatever way you'd like. All that is in the show notes below. And we'd really love if you would subscribe to the whatever podcast you're listening to or what podcast platform you're listening to (laughs) we hope it's this podcast (laughs) (laughs) right it'd be kind of weird if it wasn't um so we'd love it if you could subscribe if you have time to rate and review this episode that helps us kind of get our name out there with the algorithms and however that all works but even better than that if you want to share with a friend how much you like this show Word of mouth is also an excellent way to share the news. So we would love to get more listeners out there and we would love to have more contact with all of you guys. You know, if you have ideas for future episodes, thoughts, feelings, all of the above. What she said, find us on every platform and uh, yeah, let us know your thoughts. We love connecting with y'all. So until next time, I'm Callan. And I'm Anna. (laughs) (laughs) So subtle. (laughs) 